You're listening to the Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to our message today and that we hope you check us out online at TahlequahUMC.org. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, come. Come to each and every one of us that are, that are logged in to worship today. Come and fill our hearts with your peace, O Lord. Come and open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our minds that we may experience your love. Come. And as the scripture is read, that we have ears to listen to these your holy words on this day. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. The scripture lesson for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Listen to these words. Jesus was telling them a parable about their... Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I want to make sure I was on the right scripture. I've done that before. Let me start over. Jesus was telling them a parable about their need to pray continuously and not be discouraged. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him asking, Give me justice in this case against my adversary. For while he refused, but he finally said to himself, I don't fear God or respect people. But I will give this widow justice because she keeps bothering me. Otherwise, there'll be no end to her coming here and embarrassing me. The Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Won't God provide justice to his chosen people who, carry out, who cry out to him day and night? Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will give them justice quickly. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faithfulness on earth? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Have you ever had one of those moments where you had a plan and you had an idea And then God intervened. Welcome to one of those moments. As I began reading that scripture today, (laughs) I don't know what happened, but but I the the line in the very beginning of scripture, or the first set of scripture, pray continuously, kind of reminded me of what our author, Amy Jill Levine, in her book, Short Stories by Jesus, it, it reminded me that parables are designed to shake up one's worldview, and to question the conventional. And as I began reading the scripture today, I have to be honest, like, like that whole opening line, just you, you saw it. I, 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 I was shocked because it wasn't something that had caught my eye until just now. 
But when I think about this parable and, and, and those stories that we've been talking about the last six weeks, we remind ourselves that, that Amy Jill Levine reminded us to reducing parables to a single meaning destroys their aesthetic as well as their ethical potential. And that there's a surplus of meanings, and this is how good storytelling works. And that what makes these parables mysterious or difficult is that they challenge us to look into the hidden aspects of our own values or lives. And that we could do better by thinking about less about what they mean and more about what they can do. And it's there where I got hung up. Because here we see Jesus telling them a parable about their need to pray continuously and not be discouraged. How many of you are in that situation right now? That you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and yet you feel discouraged because maybe you don't feel like your prayer is being answered in the way that you want. Maybe you're praying and you're praying for, for, for something to happen and, and yet nothing has. But what if we open ourselves up to the possibility of God using us and working through us and, and asking us to continue to pray without ceasing? So he tells this story, obviously, to make a point. And here in this, in this story, we, we, we have this judge who, who didn't fear God and didn't fear people. But here's what we kind of see. He feared his view on how people viewed him. Because he was so put off by the widow coming to him time and time again. The widow was pre pleading for mercy and justice to happen because obviously there had been something done to her where she needed justice and the judge was the one to bring justice and yet he wasn't doing anything. And so the widow just kept working on him, working on him, working on him until finally he relented. He relented not because it was the right thing to do. He relented because he was tired of dealing with her. And he just gave in. Now, we don't know more about the story. We don't, we don't know about the judge. We don't know. All we know is what we have in front of us. And we know that this is a parable. We know that the widow was seeking justice so much because the word justice is actually not the word of justice like we think of justice. She was seeking to be avenged because something had happened to her so bad that she wanted to be avenged. She wanted to be vindicated, to have things set right. And so she did whatever it took to make sure that happened. So she pleaded with the judge. I like what Amy Jill Levine says about the judge. She's, and, and she said, to lack fear of the divine is not the same thing as to be unjust. Because sometimes we see this scripture as the unjust judge. He, he wasn't the unjust judge. He just wasn't dealing with her for whatever reason. We don't know. We don't have the whole story. We only have like a small snippet of the story. But in the story, Jesus is teaching us about prayer. And so we see the woman who is constantly without ceasing, not giving up, not relenting. We can learn from that, can't we? 
in the midst of going on in all of our lives and what's going on with our world, are we praying continuously? But not just for us and things that we need. Are we praying for this world, for peace to come? Are we continually seeking peace? Are we continually doing those things that can make this world better? Are we being the answer to other people's prayers? Are we being real with what's going on in this world and how we can make a difference in this world? Or are we just turning our backs like the judge and not paying attention? But then we have this other character named Jesus who encourages us to pray continuously. And then, this, this is the word that hit me all week. This was actually really what my sermon was going to be about, was those first words of listen. He encourages us, in verse 6, to listen to what the unjust judge says. How well do we listen? How well do we listen to other people? Whether we agree with them or not, how well are we willing to open ourselves up and just really listen? Because they say on average, it takes 17 seconds before someone will respond when they're listening. But what if we listened? To help ourselves grow, but to help the other person deal with their issues as well. If the judge would have just taken a little bit longer and listened to why she wanted to be vindicated, he probably would have. We don't know. He did anyway. I mean, she nagged him to death like a child nags a parent you know you know how that is like like i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this you probably have children or grandchildren around you right now that are doing that and after a while they wear you down don't they but this call to listen i think is important for us today this call to listen to those around us even if we disagree with them We have to open ourselves up to hear what the other is saying. In the marriage course, one of the things that we teach is active listening. And there's five steps to this. The first is pay attention and don't interrupt. Because how often are, are we listening to someone, and I use listening in quotes here, and with not even in 17 seconds, we're already trying to fix them. And they haven't even, like, they haven't even gotten to the problem yet. How often are we paying attention and not interrupting because you know sometimes people will work their stuff out if you just listen to them and you don't even have to have the answer they may get there themselves if you actively listen the second thing we ask as we're teaching active listening is to put yourself in your partner's shoes find out why they're really like really listen to why they're thinking the way that they are And you may not even agree with it, and that's okay too. Just, you don't have to go there. But just try to see it from their perspective. And while we're listening, those awkward silences, those uncomfortable silences, we don't need to be afraid of them. Because that's sometimes where the Spirit can work. And sometimes we need to acknowledge their feelings. Like, obviously this judge was, obviously could tell this woman was upset because he kept coming to her time and time again. And she probably wasn't coming to him with like, dear judge, I, I need some help. If, if you 
understand the Greek, she was coming with vengeance. So I imagine this woman just like, raw, ready to come at, come at the judge. And as you're actively listening, the fourth step that we encourage is find out what's most important. Even if you're having a disagreement, ask them like, hey, like, I hear you, I hear what you're saying, but why is this important? Sometimes just having it heard back to them makes them feel heard. And then like that last step is help them figure out what you can do to help. Now, sometimes, like, if you're in a disagreement or an argument over an issue, sometimes it's agreeing that, like, obviously we're on opposite ends. We can still be friends, and we're just going to go away. And sometimes in situations of justice, we need to say, well, obviously we disagree with this, and I still love you, but here's where I stand. And you can still be friends. Jesus' call for us to listen is, is more than just doing the right thing. It's a call to listen because we don't do enough of that. We listen to respond. We don't listen to be present. I'm reminded of that Diedrich Bonhoeffer quote, the first service that one owes, or sorry, the first service that one owns to others in fellowship consists of listening to them. Just as love of God begins with listening to his word, so the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you could have gotten out of it had you really listened to them in the beginning, in the first place? That they'd been saying it all along and you just weren't listening? We've all been there. Most days, I'm usually there. Ashley will agree. If I would just listen, it would cause less stress. And so I want to encourage us to do that. But listen not to respond. Listen to be present. You don't have to respond quickly. Sometimes you may not even have the answer, and that's okay too. But if we just listen and be present, be surprised at how much healing we can bring to this world. And sometimes we need to listen to respond. And sometimes we need to be like the judge and actually act and not turn people away. And so I encourage you to actively listen this week and be open to sharing God's love with everyone that you come across and just listen to them. Now, you know, be honest and don't just run away. And it's okay to disagree and still love the person. But we're called to love each other. And that first duty of love is to listen, as Paul Tillich usually says. And so I challenge you to listen this week. Listen to share love, not listen to respond. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, Help us listen better. Help us practice active listening in such a way that we can shape and change this world to be oriented towards you. Lord, sometimes we all fall short of actively listening.
Help us be aware of those moments. Help us not play the game that this world wants us to play. And help us be servants of you. So Lord, help us listen. And listen to our cries. Because Lord, we all have something we are lifting up to you. And so Lord, as you listen to your children pray, send us love, send us power, and send us grace. In your name we pray. Amen. I invite you to sing hymn number 2193, Lord, listen to your children praying.